Hi, I'm Christina Rodenbeck, and I'm here with my friend Sally Kirkman to talk about astrology. Um, I'm from the Oxford Astrologer. She's from sallykirkman.com, and we both uh, also write horoscopes weekly and monthly. Please check out our websites. Hello, Sally. Hi, Christina. How are you? Have you had a good month? How's it been for you? Mixed, mixed. Uh, The Mercury retrograde has been kind of annoying. Uh, We, uh, my house is now awash with dirty laundry um, because our gray water tank is not working the pump in the gray water tank, which is like all the water that we collect for the rain. That's what we wash our clothes in and flush some of our loos with. And the electricians are in a muddle. The plumbers are in the muddle about it. Nobody knows why, blah, blah, blah. So actually it's been, I'm not even going to tell you how long now since we had any clean uh, sheets, et cetera. Oh no, that's, that's a, well, that's a bit chaotic, isn't it? It's kind of chaotic. It's chaotic. And the mercury retrograde is going across that sort of bottom bit of my chart. Yeah, you know, it's created stirring things up at yeah. Schloss uh, Oxford Astrology. Yeah, it has. I mean, I have to say, this has been quite a bonkers Mercury retrograde, and I think a lot of people have found that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Facebook and that night when Facebook and WhatsApp and everything went down for six hours. I mean, it was the end of the world for some people. <laughs> I just thought, oh my God, maybe it'll stay down forever. And then we won't have to deal with that thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's a part of me that thought, oh, interesting. <laughs> well, that's gone then. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't affect sort of my world personally, but there was that. Um, and yeah, for me, there's been a phone mast down. I'm in Covent Garden still, and there's still a phone mast down. So my, you know, the internet connection doesn't work that well all the time. And that's, they they told me a few weeks ago, it'll probably be fixed in a day or two days. And then I get a text saying, it could be another three days. Then I get a text saying, it could be another five days. It's still not fixed. And it's not going to get fixed until Mercury turns direct. I mean, we're, we're actually recording this when Mercury is still retrograde. So that's bonkers. Um, and then the other thing that I had the most hysterical Mercury retrograde moment when I'd uh, confirmed by text an appointment at the dentist. Um, and it said, to secure your booking, click book, went along. And they didn't have any note of me in the diary. And it turned out that well, the receptionist actually said to me, oh, we need to send you a confirmation of your confirmation for it to be confirmed. <laughs> and the confirmation message never got to me. I just, I mean, it was just a hysterical moment. It was like, okay, I'll go away. I'll try again later. <laughs> I mean, that was just so classic, really, isn't it? Was she, were you allowed to make an appointment in person or did you have to go away and do the whole confirmation of your confirmation? <laughs> no, I could do that in person. I preferred that rather than going back to technology. Um, so, yeah, so I'll be going back to later date. Well, maybe the electricians who are supposed to be fixing your mast should come and fix my tank. Mm-hmm. And- my electricians could come fix your mast and that might work better. Who knows? Yeah, maybe trade, you know, trade places and see if that's any better. See if that's any better. But also, I mean, the other big thing for me, my daughter, my Libra daughter turned 21. So we had marvellous birthday celebrations. And I did make sure that I double checked everything that was happening beforehand. I thought I'm going to go in person, double check. It's all in the diary. Everything's ready to go. So I did that, which is always good to do. 
Um, but you've been finding some things, haven't you, during Mercury retrograde too? Oh yeah, absolutely. My daughter, just my daughter's glasses, which have been missing for months, appear. Yeah, yeah. In, which is just as anybody who wears glasses knows, the loss of the glasses is just a continuous problem for people yeah. with yeah, glasses. Yeah. And hers had been on for months, and they 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 emerged. For example, mm. which was a very very Mercury retrograde thing to happen, mm. um, happily. Uh, but let's look. What about the upcoming month? And, uh, you know, Scorpio in general, what do you think about As Speaking as a Scorpio, Sally, what's your feeling about Scorpios? Is that like confirming the confirmation? (laughs) I'm not ready for Scorpio season this time. Again, I know we're recording this a little bit before it starts because it's one, you know, it's a bit later, isn't it? Always. Um, I think it's the 23rd when the sun enters Scorpio. Um, so I'm not quite ready. I'm still kind of hanging on to Libra season, which I've enjoyed a lot. But I do love Scorpio season. It's my birthday, so that's always nice. Um, and it is that kind of, you know, you really have to kind of physically change season somehow. You have to get yourself ready to change season. You know, you've had these light evenings and then suddenly things will go dark at the end of October the night draws in. So you have to think, okay, what now? Okay, cozy nights by the fire. You know, it's it's a different kind of vibe that goes on. Um, so so yeah, I do, I do love that. I mean, we're very lucky actually in the UK where we both live, that there's this wonderful transition of the seasons, you know, so you really sense the the season shifting, which I do enjoy. And for me, Scorpio. Um, as the clocks go forward, you know, and sort of embodies that in a way. So that's one one thing. I mean, how do you feel about Scorpios? <laughs> Be nice. I like them. I'm really scared of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, that, well, I love Scorpio season. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I love the drama. I love the, you know, beauty of seeing the trees revealing their skeletons mm. to us. Um, and I love that sense of mystery and the door opening into beginning. It's not the beginning of winter. It's mid. It's a fixed season, isn't it? It's a fixed sign, Scorpio. Yeah, yeah, fixed yeah. Water, which is ice, of course. Um, uh, I love the intensity of it mm-hmm. and knowing we are stepping into the winter. And I, I quite enjoy the winter. And, of course, the other thing we're lucky about here and in many parts of the world, is that it, there are a lot of um, fire festivals. You know, I think, I don't know what time Diwali is this year, but, you know, we have the 5th of November in England when yeah, yeah. giant bonfires everywhere and fireworks. Yeah. And there's a it's very pagan feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, we have Halloween, which is, you know, I, admittedly very commercial these days, but even so, it's, it's ritual, it's celebration, Day of the Dead. And that's, you know, one of the real kind of strengths of Scorpio season is a reminder of um, the dark. It's a reminder of that cycle of life, death and rebirth that, you know, particularly here in the West, we can sometimes, you know, we sort of like, Oof, no, <laughs> not going there. Don't talk to me about that because it's it's painful. It's, you know, it, it's deep, dark emotions, fixed water, Scorpio, deep, dark emotions. I mean, you know, as a Scorpio, I'm sure all Scorpios can resonate with that ability to spiral inwards and get kind of quite the tortured soul of the Scorpio. Um, 
because you go to places, you go to really deep, dark places. But that's, you know, that's where this actually hidden riches. I mean, it's, I think Pluto being co-ruler of Scorpio is a reminder of that. You know, there are hidden riches, there are treasures in, in that darkness. And then you, you know, it's the phoenix reborn from the ashes. Um, so I think that's one of, for me, the core pieces of Scorpio is that you're willing to do that. You're not in denial about things. You don't avoid things in that way. You go in deep. You know, you really venture into unknown territory, which is, I think, is a wonderful um, piece of the Scorpio puzzle. Just as a kind of, just to be a bit trivial, have you worked out your Halloween costume yet? <laughs> no. No, I know. <laughs> no, I'm not going to dress up on Halloween, actually. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I have for years. I used to enjoy dressing, getting Halloween outfits for my daughter when they were, you know, endless Halloween parties. So that was always great fun. Mm. Uh, and I'd probably make more of an effort then. And put, used, we used to put the dog in a cape. Oh. <laughs> a little cape, which was, he was a black Labrador. So he had a little cape as well, um, you know, when the kids came trick or treating. Yeah, we used to do Scary House, obviously, you know, with music and things like that mm. uh, out the front. But I don't know if we're going to do that this year. All my neighbours have COVID, P.S. Knocking on doors, is it? Then? Yeah, exactly. That's to be specific, my neighbour that way and my neighbour that way, they both have COVID. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe I won't be trick-or-treating around there. No, no. <laughs> so favourite Scorpios, have you got any? Uh, Shah Rukh Khan. Of course, the Indian actor is my favorite Scorpio, one of my favorite Scorpios, the sexiest man alive. Okay. Uh, voted continuously, who is not only the sexiest man alive, but he's like one of the princes of India, as in he's incredibly, well, you know, he's incredibly wealthy. I mean, there was a time in the 1980s and 90s where every Indian film seemed to have a star Shah Rukh Khan. Yours? Just one? You're like one. Okay. That. I'm really embarrassed. I've never heard of him. Oh my God. I've oh. never heard I'm going to have to now Google, aren't I? You are. You're going to have to go Google. Yeah. Try uh, him in, I don't know, Cabby Cushy Cabby Gum or something like that. Okay. Um, I'm not okay. very good at the names of Indian movies, but he's in a lot. Okay. Oh, fascinating. Him. Mm. Um, yes. Mm. This, I have to say, my, you know, my, uh, again, sort of archetypal uh, Scorpio was always Sylvia Plath, the poet. Oh, yes, that's cheerful. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, this man alive and <laughs> Sylvia Plath. Well, she, you know. Too. She has oh. a business of sexy poetry. She married a sexy guy who wasn't very nice to her. Um yeah. Yeah. So I always, well, I discovered her when I was at university, which is a great yeah. time to discover her poets, particularly for a Scorpio. And yeah. it turned out she has the same birthday as me, 27th of October, obviously not the same year. But she died, committed suicide. Um, the winter I was born, which was one of the coldest winters on record, I think late Windermere froze over. And there's pictures of me on in my pram on the winter, just in the pram on my own, no one with me, which is always a bit worrying looking back on this. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, when I when I discovered her, there was a bit of me that thought, oh, that's really interesting. Same birthday. You know, she dies. I'm born. So <laughs> straight away into that, you know, the cycle of life, death and rebirth. Have you read Ted Hughes' birthday letters? Yes, I have. Because there's have. a lot of astrology in there. Yeah, I know. Uh, Ted Hughes was her husband who wasn't very nice to her. Um, Leo, wasn't he? He was a Leo. Leo. He was, he was not a, anyway, <clears throat> let's move on. Yeah. So she's still my favorite Scorpio. Sorry. And her poetry is fantastic. If you've not read it, I mean, all really Scorpio themes, Lady Lazarus, Daddy, they're really sort of dark, but incredible poems. Mm-hmm. So she's my favorite still. Okay. Well, that's good. And I'm glad we have a contrast there. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Okay. So month ahead. Mm. What's yes. Your- well, so we're going to be looking at from what twenty third of October, which is when the sun goes into Scorpio. Yeah. And what does it leave? Is it the twenty third or the twenty second of November that it leaves? It's the twenty second. It's the twenty second. It leaves us. I mean, it's a very Scorpio month actually, because of course Mars is going to move into Scorpio. It's sign of rulership, and that happens on October the thirtieth. And then we'll be in Scorpio throughout November into December. So, you know, only once every two years do we get Mars sort of power, passion, action in Scorpio, one of its two signs of rulership. So immediately that's really kind of strong to have that. And we have Mercury, the communication planet, also moving into Scorpio. I think it's on um, November the 5th, bonfire night. So there's kind of a lot of power and energy um in Scorpio I think this this season and I'd add to that just for people to think about which is is that Mars has been in Libra very close to the sun for all of October and Mars and the sun are going to be pretty close together for a lot of November as well Mm. so they're kind of I mean they're not close close so they're beginning to sort of separate but there's been this sense of Mars and the sun of these two very hot planets being working together Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been kind of, you know, I don't know if people have found that they've been, you know, it, during October kind of rowing with their partners or things like that, sort of Libra stuff. But the Scorpio, Mars and Scorpio is a different kettle of fish. And so is the sun and Scorpio because we're talking about darker things, deeper things. Um, again, it, it is quite sexy having Mars and Scorpio because this is the planet of libido in the yeah. In, in its own sign, so very strong. And Mars and Scorpio is completely different from Mars and Aries, which is its other sign of rulership. Yeah. So Scorpio is about focus mm. seems to me, and getting straight to the point and getting stuff done. And mm. I have a feeling that November is going to be a very good month in general for getting stuff done. Mm. Why? Because all the planets have now turned direct, pretty much, except for Chiron. Uh, so everything is swooshing ahead. Yeah. Um, except for Chiron and Uranus. Those two are not moving direct, but everything else moved direct, turned direct in October. Sun's making us kind of working with Mars. Everything's moving forward. So all the stuff that was stuck yeah. is moving ahead. And I think that people are going to be very busy, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've I've actually felt it. I've really felt it. I mean, that Sun Mars, you know, having Mars, I suppose Scorpio's ruling planet next to the Sun. I'm so productive at the moment. 
you know, there's no suddenly no dithering. It's kind of like I really feel like there's this right. I've got a lot to do. Get on and do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that continues throughout Scorpio. I kind of feel like it will because Mars is, you know, Mars has got this real strength about it. Yeah, oh, it definitely will. I'm sure that it will. And with uh, and because all the other planets are moving forward. And in mm. fact, I think it may become more focused and less uh, like, you know, there will be fewer problems, you know, like my uh, electricity and your uh, telephone. Mass, that's all going to be fixed. Yeah. As Mercury turns direct, my Mercury is about to turn direct. Yeah. As uh, we're speaking. As we're speaking. Gosh, I wish yeah. it would pull its, you know, pull its finger out. <laughs> it's getting there. It's not far now from, I mean, I don't know, we're talking on 15th, 14th, something like that, of October. Um, so it's nearly there. It's nearly there. So by the time people are listening into this, hopefully there'll have been some real significant turning points. Well, you know, October the 18th, Sun and Jupiter, uh, Mercury, Jupiter, both turning direct. So hopefully, you know, there is this feeling of a sense of being able to move forward, plans coming together. Well, I, I see Mars goes into Scorpio on the 30th of October, mm-hmm. um, sort of behind the Sun and giving it that sort of push of energy. And then, I mean, I find the uh, new moon really fascinating on the 4th of November because you've got Mars and the sun and the moon all sitting there in Scorpio and they're directly opposite Uranus in mm. Taurus. Um, but not just sort of directly opposite, like super, super, super close opposition. That new moon is right opposite Uranus, which yeah. does look like change. Something yeah. Change. Something's going to shift. You know, um, for Torians, it's a very important new moon. It's like a change of gear, isn't it? In fact, I think for everybody, it's a change of gear. And I noticed that for that, it's it's making that square still to the Saturn in Aquarius. Mm. So it's important for Aquarians too that kind of shift that's going to be happening around that new moon. I mean, if you want to shift something, that's the the time to kind of push the wheel, isn't it? Yeah, and I think I think it is important on this new moon. I mean, you know, sometimes it, I think the interesting thing with astrology, sometimes we can almost sit back and let life happen, you know, and with astrology, you think, oh, what's going to happen under this transit or something? Or you can do the opposite, which I'm always trying to advise my clients to do, take advantage of it, make the most of it, you know, actually engage with that new opportunity. And I think this new moon in particular on November the 4th is about that. It's like, really, what can you do? What gear can you shift into? What needs, you know, like with Taurus, what, how, you know, how can you change your attitude in some way with Uranus and Taurus to improve a relationship? You know, do you let go and move on? Or do you need to change the way you look at a relationship? Because everything's in Scorpio, which is Taurus relationship sector. So I think it's a really a positive new moon to engage with actively and that's also the message of mars moving through scorpio actually yeah. you know whatever this scorpio taurus axis falls what can you do to shift things on to there's move things on traction isn't it that's what we're talking about there's traction with this new moon and the mars going in for on the 30th uh, wherever this is in your chart so you know for taurians it's possibly about relationships, a new relationship happening, a surprise new relationship, or that you initiate a new relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly, actually, frankly, for Scorpios, there may be a surprise new relationship or a surprise new you 
And then for Aquarians, you know, this is about work. Uh, you know, what's happening at work? Are you going to start a new job? You know, are you going to start a new, it's a new chapter opening very suddenly. And actually, because, you know, Uranus is one of those planets that can be good, can be bad. All of them can be. Yeah. Quite often it's a good surprise, you know, or an opening or something, or somebody comes into your life. Um, Mm. Yeah. I think also for Leos, I think this is a really important uh, new moon setup. Uh, You're not, there's no planet in Leo, but you know, there's your sun, your ruler right in the heart of it. And Mm. it's across important angles of your chart. Mm. Uh, So Mm. for for Leos, it's about a new start at home and possibly some opportunity at work as well. So And I think this is an important, I think one of the things about Mars and Scorpio and this Mars sun energy is that is to say yes, you know, because quite often, I mean, because I agree with you about astrology, you want to work with it. Yeah. Sometimes the thing to work with is to, you know, it's a matter of uh, restraint and then action and then restraint and then action mm-hmm. and it's, or holding back, letting the stuff flow past if it's the bad stuff. And then grabbing on if there's good things happening. And this is this is what's happening now is that um, there's action, there's work involved because uh, Saturn is engaged with this these planets right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturn always suggests that there's going to be some work that you have to do. Yeah, but Uranus suggests that there's a surprise or a lucky strike or something. Um, so around that 4th of November time, I think that people, sh- you should be saying yes to stuff, people, um, and expect something unexpected, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's this, I'm finding also there's there's a theme that's going on at the moment, um, partly, I mean, with the Saturn Uranus, you can see it, Saturn is you know more about endings, maybe, saying no to things, Uranus is something new coming in. There's a theme there. And then also, as we've been talking about probably over the last couple of months, also Jupiter and Pluto remain working hand in hand. They're in a semi-sextile, Jupiter Aquarius, Pluto in Capricorn until the end of the year. And again, Pluto negates and Jupiter brings in new opportunities. So it does feel as we're you know, moving towards the end of the year, there is this, you know, maybe looking ahead and what am I going to say no to? And, and what am I going to say yes to? And sometimes you have to say no. You have to close a door. You know, you have to say, okay, that's it, final. I find in Scorpio is going to give you the, the oomph to do that. A lot of people do oomph. Yeah. So obviously for Scorpios, that's important. Yeah. You know, but also for Taurus to say no, no to a relationship or even yeah. yes to one. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. But, you know, some stuff like, you know, it's interesting just to think about it from the point of view of, say, someone with Libra rising or a Libran. Where is this going to fall, the new moon? Where is that Mars taking action? It's to do with money, possibly, or your value or your values. And you're going to be maybe saying no to certain values of other people's values, or you're going to have some awakening uh, about values that's going to change stuff, that's going to change your point of view. Yeah. Um, and Aries, I mean, it's a really important month for Aries as well with Mars, um, Aries ruling planet in Scorpio. I mean, all the sort of power that Scorpio Taurus axis is about money again for Aries. But Scorpio is very much about, you know, looking at joint finances, shared resources. I mean, it's it's kind of looking more about your future 
security? What do you need to put in place? You know, whether you're looking at mortgages or trying to get rid of a debt or thinking about savings, it's there. It's about kind of accumulating finances as best you can. Um, you know, and, and so there's this sense, I think, this month of, again, being able to look ahead at what's going to be, what do you want in in the new year, you know, in the coming up? Um, so yeah, very much. thing that you're, because uh, I'm sort of slightly thinking that it's all happening now, 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 as in the action is now. So you have to take action now and you can kind of hopefully plan, but really it's, there's maybe stuff that you're having to deal with on a sort of, uh, is coming at you. Mm-hmm. um in november that you that it's not like you can sit back and plan you're going to have to take action you mm-hmm. know uh, like for example i think that for say cancerians you know this could be something to do if you've got kids that your kids are going to be demanding of your attention you know yeah. and some of them are going to, you know that you're going to have to do something around the children you know mm-hmm. i don't know what it is and it could be really positive but they're mm-hmm you know, that's where the Mars is, is mm-hmm. the kid or your creativity may be on fire for cancer mm-hmm. or you may have a passionate love affair, of course. Yeah. Which means you haven't got as much time for the kids, maybe. <laughs> exactly. But there's stuff happening in that house of creativity. I mean, I think it's a really great month, actually, for a lot of, it should be a good month for cancerians. Mm-hmm. Creativity is like given a boost of energy. And yeah. if you've been feeling really flat, then boom, off you go. Um, yeah. And also Pisces, you know, the, it's an, it's an interesting one for all three water signs, isn't it? Cause with so much going on in your ninth house, which is, you know, one of the houses I think that's very much about the imagination it's about finding that inspiration. What, what inspires you, you know, going in deep into new study or, um, you know, philosophy, spirituality or your just, religion your faith sorry or just teaching I mean I'm just looking at that and thinking actually teaching. um mm-hmm. I, I'm doing uh quite a lot of teaching in this month I'm yep. doing some lectures at the astrological association and uh one lodge in London and I'm preparing one for a core curriculum so that is you know busy 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 uh mm-hmm. and also bu- busy traveling or expanding your mind really for <laughs> Pisces or yeah. other people's minds yeah and you've got to you've got to be on the ball and you have to um be ready to be quick because I think that's the other thing about now that Mercury is moving quickly forward and yeah. Scorpio as well it will be on when does Mercury go into Scorpio on the 6th of no, uh, no the 5th of November on the 5th oh that's rather good isn't it Mm. Um, on the 5th of November. So you're going to have Mercury and Mars and the sun in there all urging you to be fast. Yeah, I think for Pisces as well, it's about, you know, Scorpio is a sign that likes to be organized, actually. Yeah. You know, out of all the water signs, probably, um, mm. you know, there's, it's a fixed sign. So it's it's moving fast. So therefore, you need to, you know, get your spreadsheets. <laughs> I don't know, but do something that gives you a sense that you're in charge, that you're in control, that you're the one with the power. I mean, power for me is such a Scorpio word. Um, and it's how you wield that power. Um, you know, whether you do it for good or for evil, actually, with Scorpio, uh, the archetype Scorpio. So it, it's, and, and I think teaching, when you're talking about teaching, that is you're in a more powerful position, aren't you? You're stepping up in some way. Um, so that's perfect for Pisces, actually, in the in the month ahead for doing that. 
And meanwhile, there is this sort of one of the reasons, one of the things about all these planets being Scorpio is that they will then make the square, they make the square to Saturn and the opposition to Uranus. So we have the opposition, big opposition from the sun and moon um, on the new moon to Uranus. But then, you know, Mars comes up behind them and will make that square to Saturn and Mm -hmm. the opposition to Uranus, which is, this is very feisty energy Mm -hmm. in the mid month. So, you know, there will be people having arguments. Yeah, there will be battles, won't there? There's going to be some battles that you're up against and you've got to be, you know, if you're going to get hold of that Scorpio energy, you've got to be quite strong. You've got to be quite firm. Uh, moving forwards i mean this uranus always brings this rebellious edge as well um yeah. you know not wanting to be saturn restricts uranus is the rebel i mean we've seen it in this you know powerful square aspect was dominated 2021 saturn aquarius uranus taurus and it's not going away in 2022 doesn't make an exact square but those two planets are still you know they're still tussling with one another rules versus rebellion it's a really lively combination mm. um, and bring the Scorpio energy into the mix. And there's more power around it. You know, there's more kind of fixed. Um, it's, I think in a way, more fixed beliefs, you know, it's this I'm right, you're wrong will be more, you'll feel that more strongly um, moving forward. Yeah. I think that um, people will be, you know, I, you know, having said all that, I, I also think that it's important to, uh, you know, we were talking about engaging and disengaging with astrology. Yeah. And one of the important things to know is that you don't have to engage in these rows. You know, you, you can leave that to other people. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do that. That, But that is some, maybe the energy around you, but that's a trans, transitional energy. It's not going to stick around. Um, yeah. you, know, you don't have to be drawn into this stuff. And if you are kind of drawn in, you can you can actually look at the astrology and think, well, yeah, actually, this month is a bit of an argumentative month. Mm. And sometimes arguments are important because they're about drawing boundaries. Okay. And this is where I think that the these plant, um, energies are working together because you need to sometimes have a route in order to get someone to respect your boundaries. And mm. that's Saturn, you know, mm. respect my boundaries, respect mm. what I have to say. And Saturn is powerful in Aquarius. It is actually stronger than Uranus yeah. in Taurus, even though Uranus is a strong outer planet. Mm. Saturn is a very strong planet mm. um, and it's about respect. And I actually think that um, Uranus is a kind of about disrespect. You know, mm. it's about knocking over the traces and flashes of insight, etc. Um, but the uh, Scorpio is also rather, uh, it's about power, but it's also about um, understanding hierarchies and understanding deeply how things actually work. Yeah. Um, and it's inter- it'll be interesting to see how this contrast. And of course, you know, the Saturn is the sign of the establishment um, and government and control. Uh and I think that it's going that I think we're going to see some stuff happening, I must say, in November. Mm-hmm. Some keeping over the traces, some, and also some, uh, and this may not even be by people, it may be by circumstances, as we've seen in the past month, 
the circumstances, certain circumstances have changed, like that have been become very evident that there's a supply chain problem, which mm-hmm. sounds really boring to say it's a supply chain problem. It's crucial to the entire functioning of the capitalist system. Yeah. That, you know, we've got this huge, huge mm-hmm. problem with personnel. There aren't enough people to move stuff around. There's not mm-hmm. enough, you know, this is going to, everything is grinding to a sort of gridlock he holds. Um, and, yeah. we're going to, and there's this month also could be quite, it's everybody may be trying to push ahead, but then there's this fixed energy energy with how do we do that? You know, um, mm-hmm. it's interesting because it, because all these signs we're talking about, Scorpio is a fixed sign, Saturn is in a fixed sign and Uranus is in a fixed sign. Mm-hmm. These are, um, and everything, all the other signs are sort of maybe trying to kind of move, push things forward like that. Uh, both Jupiter and Pluto, but these ones can become, you know, can, there can be head to head, can be very dogged. And mm. uh, yeah. said, you don't have to engage with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, there's also, I think that there is a there's possibility with Scorpio, you know, when you're talking about supply chains and stuff, there's, there's a thing with Scorpio that can be quite selfish, you know, mine, there's, this, this, this sort of there's a greed, there's an ownership around Scorpio, you know, and there's what annoys me tremendously is that whenever there's any, you know, message about things are going to be in short supply, people rush out and buy loads of them. So I'm going to be all right, you know, it's mine, I'm all right. So I think that's just going to be, that may just expand moving forward in November, you know, people buying stuff at Christmas. So this talk in the UK about nothing being on the shelves by Christmas because everybody's stockpiling, which is part of this Scorpio, you know, it's part of the Scorpio energy. There's this holding on to things, um, not wanting to let go in the, and not wanting to share equally, actually, which um, that's what this sort of clash is about as well. You can say that because you're the Scorpio. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I don't do it. I really don't do it. There's a part of me that gets into, oh, maybe I should. And then I think, no, just, you know, I'm much more kind of just wanting to trust, realizing that it, it, it it's not the answer and it makes things worse by doing that. So, yeah, but it's also not the answer. It's really not an individual issue. You know, mm-hmm. it's really not. It's a it's a it's a global issue. I mean, it's worse in this country because of Brexit. Sure. But it's also a global issue, and yeah. it's not. Uh, and the point is that even if we suddenly start getting, you know, olive oil again or whatever it is, we're going to have a shortage of. It's not about that. It's about the fact that these supply lines are too long. It's like when Napoleon went and invaded, thought he was going to, you know, conquer Russia. And instead, his entire army was frozen in the snow because his supply lines were too long. And that's really where we are on the planet, perhaps, oh, is that supply yeah. lines have become too long. I agree. But there's also individual choice about how, you know, we respond to what's going on in the world. That's, I think, I think that's where, you know, that's also about this clash, this Saturn-Uranus clash. There's the individual response to it. Yeah. You disagree with that, I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't see how that how that helps with supply line. You know, you're basically going to have shortages of stuff. There's mm. really nothing you can do as an individual, really. Even if you think, okay, I'm not going to stockpile bog roll. 
that makes zero difference, do you know? It, yeah, to the to the big picture, I agree. But I think it's it's still important to decide who you are. You know, there's the, that's what I mean by individual. How am I going to respond to this? Am I going to react and just kind of panic and go all out? Or do I want to, you know, be a person who thinks more about other people as well? You know, how we share things. So that's what I mean by individual. No, it's not going to sort out the global situation. I agree with that. But I still think it's, you know, there's, we're human beings. So, it, you know, we have to look at how we respond. Yeah. Okay. But we can have a debate because, you know, there's a whole question about, you know, that there are individual actions that are really important and can help mm. like wearing a mask. Mm. Okay. And that mm. is individual action, which could stop someone getting ill. Yeah. Um, and yet I, you know, I go out and actually people are not wearing masks in this country and my neighbors are both ill. Mm. You know, it has consequences. Mm. So it's also a matter of figuring out which of your individual actions actually have real consequences and mm. which is just theory. Mm. You know, we, uh, so, you know, people get annoyed about other people stockpiling. I'm not stockpiling because I'm at Pisces, you know what I mean? I'm like, whatever. But um, I, I think that that is minor, you know, it's minor. It's not because everybody's buying tin tomatoes that we've got a problem. Because sure. truck drivers, mm. you know, mm. Uh, mm. it's not. But the but you can take individual actions which actually do have cons- real world consequences, and it's interesting to me that people may not be choosing. And this is about Scorpio focus: is choosing which ones, which battles to fight, and which not to fight. And this is sort of what I my advice with all of this is: choose your battles. Don't engage if it's not important and understand how to prioritize what is important and what is not important yeah yeah and, and that mm. and that is a lesson from the from scorpio which is a sign that's a very good battle you know mm. at choosing which you know i'm going to take out that thing which yeah. is the crucial key to the whole problem you know this is why we get scorpio surgeons you know and I think this this month is going to show that, you know, we're not all going to choose the same battles. This, and, and people are going to be under pressure from other people who, you know, this is the right thing to do. Um, you know, that's going to be part of what's going on with this with this astrology as well. You know, we're not all going to be choosing the same battle to fight. I think that's... Scorpio is about value as well. Yeah, and towards the Taurus Scorpio axis is an axis of value. Yeah, that includes literally value as in money, but also value as in values. So, what if you value, you know, you if you value your community, Mm. what is the thing that you're going to do that's actually helpful? Yeah, Um, you know, and I think that takes a bit of intelligence to sort of work that through and figure out what's what's actually valuable. Mm. Um, and not to succumb to sort of general um, uh, negativity. That's mm. because there's a lot of negativity. We, you know, we love Scorpio, blah, 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 but there's a lot of negativity in the Scorpio yeah. sometimes, in the Scorpio month. Yeah. Um, and and um, I, that's where the Uranus and Taurus helps, 
because uranium uranium energy is future oriented energy. It's energy about um, you know how you know it's, it's energy that thinks outside the box, and it's energy that you know it's a very positive practical energy because it's been it's in Taurus. So mm. it's about practical responses. Um, and actually, I think the individual, you know, individually, we may not be making the most practical responses. Mm. Well, I think um, we need to leap on to the astrology because we've kind of, um, I, I kind of feel we've gone slightly off tangent. And I think we need to bring it back to what's happening in the month ahead. Um, you're battling now. It's great. Because um, <laughs> no, I, I know there are things that we don't agree on, so we better move on. Um, um, uh, we need to make good. it. That's what makes a good podcast, right? What if we just said yes all the time to each other? Yes, Sally. Yeah, I know. I know. It's excellent. Um, and it's, yeah, mirrors what's happening. Yeah. I think we've got to talk about the eclipse. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's do the eclipse <laughs> and, then, and then we can um, have a cup of tea. Uh, okay, eclipse. You know, eclipse we've got a new eclipse cycle coming, and probably, you know, what what we're talking about already is a bit going to be a new eclipse cycle. It starts November the nineteenth with the lunar eclipse, um, cutting across the Taurus Scorpio axis, and this Taurus Scorpio axis um, eclipse cycle will continue for the next two years. So this is the first one in this in these new signs. Obviously, straight away about money. You know, it's going to be a really interesting couple of years for the money markets with this eclipse cycle. Also, Uranus in Taurus is already changing money, cryptocurrencies, digital, cashless. And eclipses, I think, have quite a similar energy sometimes to Uranus. They bring the unexpected. Um, And there's this, it's kind of a roller coaster ride. It's not stable. There's accelerated growth, but there's big dips as well. So really interesting eclipse cycle starting for money. Also, I think, you know, for the earth, the Taurus Scorpio axis is about, um, it's about the earth. It's about what we produce, what we grow. Scorpio is, you know, regeneration, recycling. So it's very much about that. Um, People fear eclipses, don't they? They do and they shouldn't because actually eclipses can be great. Yeah. It's just a release of energy. Hmm. You know, and they're just like a super full moon, basically, hmm. a more of a full moony full moon. And hmm. this one is actually quite a tight, I'm looking at the actual chart, it's quite a tight eclipse, hmm. only four degrees. Um, uh, but it's interesting, it's one of those turning eclipses, right? So it's turning from, it's going from one sign into the next, we're moving from the eclipses in Gemini, Sagittarius, which we'll have next month, we'll have one in Sagittarius. But we're moving from those into the Taurus Scorpio axis. So we're moving from the axis of information to the axis of money and ownership Mm. and power, which is what we've just been discussing. Yeah. Um, And, you know, this first one is, you know, it's important for anybody who's got, like me, who's got something at 27, 28 degrees of, Taurus. It's actually my going to be. It's on my node, my north node. Um, uh, it's it can be a turning point. You know, eclipses are turning points, and they open a door. Mm. Yeah, and also I think the what's important. I mean, I think there are some things to remember with eclipses. 
I never, I wouldn't launch anything on an eclipse date because, you know, an eclipse is, there's a shadow that falls and you have to wait for um, sort of the veil to lift in a way before you can see the the true picture, um, what's in front of you. So I would never, you know, I always wait a few days after an eclipse to see what happens. It does often bring external change. I think the other thing that's really important with eclipses is that sometimes people say, oh, it fell on this planet and nothing happened. Well, you know, it, it's it's setting something in motion. It's seeding something. And that eclipse is still powerful, I always think, until the next eclipse, which is six months later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, things are getting seeded. And it may be that the change, the turning point comes further down the line as well. And also it will be the whole eclipse cycle. When you look back on it, you'll see that there were some key turning points in the areas of your life where these eclipses fall, um, that, you know, the wheel of fortune has shifted. Something has changed. So this is like the next 18 months of we're going to be having eclipses in these two signs. And this is the first, first one. So it's like the opening shot. Mm. Um, so you bet, so it's important, you know, it's useful to pay attention and see if anything kind of happens or, you know, maybe not on the eclipse, but in the following two weeks or the following month, whether there's something that really shifts. Yeah. Um, and we're also saying goodbye to the information eclipses, yeah. uh, which have been interesting. And the eclipses in Gemini, yeah. um, in Gemini and Sagittarius. So that's, you know, Geminis are being released from that eclipse those series of eclipses, um, Gemini's and Sagittarians, and now Taurians and Scorpios are going to have, you know, you, you're you likely to have important things in your life change, like having, it's like having babies and um, going it's, to university and things, really big things like that, you know, or leaving home, or, um, you know, uh, and it's less about, um, so it's beginnings and endings, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and wherever this falls, um you're probably you know you may have some kind of um ending actually yeah um, yeah that's, that's course. they often coincide with endings they yeah. often do um you know very much so so um i mean and what about i'm just thinking about you know for that gemini sagittarius what is what's going to be shifting what where do you turn your attention to um, and for both those signs, you know, it's partly going to be putting your maybe health, your well-being first, taking care of you, slowing things down. If you've been in a, a situation, maybe a kind of relationship situation, a competitive situation, it's about maybe looking at taking care of yourself now, slowing things down. I mean, both, you know, we're moving from also Gemini is an air sign, Sagittarius a fire sign, so both quite extrovert. Taurus and Scorpio, earth sign, water sign. So it's a sort of going back to basics in a way. It's slowing, you know, there's a there's a sense of getting steady, finding your feet in a way. Yeah, and I think, you know, for anybody, you know, this is really quite an important shift for Leo Aquarius. And it's yeah, absolutely. that we've got a lot of energy in Aquarius anyway already because of Saturn and Jupiter being in there. And now we're getting the eclipses on an axis that is at a, it's at a right angles. So it's, mm. it's a hard, um, it's at a hard angle mm. to um, 
the Aquarian energy. So you're Aquarius and Leo, so frankly, you're going to probably have changes at home and at work. And doors will probably open and slam shut also. Mm. So, you know, uh, and some of those, I mean, like I said, it's a classic one is babies and things like that with eclipses. Um, so I think also for, you know, Capricorns, for example, this is quite, can be quite a creative, you know, cycle, the, the um, cycle of eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio that's coming up. Yeah. Um, you may have some openings there. You may be feeling more creative or you may actually have, have a kid yeah. um, or grandchild even. Uh, and yeah. ditto for, you know, Cancerians. This is also can be very opening um, in terms of less in terms of, um, well, actually in, t- in terms of creativity also. Yeah. Um, like you may finally get your creative work out there you know, you may get a, finally get an audience for it, whatever, you know, and we, I'm using creativity in a very wide sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, this could be that you're running a, a business doing, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah. That, I mean, the fifth house, that creativity, I always think the, the best phrase for it is what you give birth to. Yeah. What you sort of, and yeah. that can, I mean, it can be a literal baby, but it's what you give birth to. So yeah. that can play out in, in different ways. It doesn't just have to be artistic, does it? It's kind of, you know, it's it's whatever your thing is, you know, yeah. whatever your, your skill or your talent, it's kind of all your USB. We want to get, you know, <laughs> get, in, get in with the terms. Um, yeah. It's about that. Um, yeah. So I think this is quite an exciting end to the month. And mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a horrible eclipse to me. Uh, you know, it gets quite a nice aspect from, uh, it has got Jupiter on the, on the, uh, pretty much on the bendings almost. It's got Jupiter kind of halfway along. So mm. it may have packed quite a lot of power actually. Mm. In there. Mm. Um, it may be quite expansive. Mm. Um, yeah, I like, I like it as well for, I think it's an interesting one with Jupiter involved for Virgo as well. Hmm. Because, you know, the moon in Taurus is Virgo's, um, you know, that's travel. It's where you broaden your horizons. It's the bigger picture of life. So, you know, it might be the, I don't know, your desire to live abroad or, you know, your your urge to sort of expand your life in some way. That's going to be, there's going to be a big calling around that. Um, Jupiter very often linked to, you know, religion, faith, your spiritual path as well. So it could be quite an interesting opening this for Virgo looking ahead for the next two years. Um, And also this makes a very good aspect, this eclipse to Pluto and Capricorn, interestingly Mm. enough. Mm, So it's quite, that's also quite helpful. Um, And it it gives it a little, another boost of power. Actually something may come out of it, you know, um, it, it's not, um, and it's not negative. It's also interesting that so much, so many of the planets now are on one side of the, are coming to one side of the nodes. Mm. And then next month it'll be even more so. So they're all going to be packed in to yeah. the side of the sky. Um, so there may, there is quite a feeling of kind of uh, lopsidedness there for a while. Yeah. I mean, even Neptune's pulled in. Yeah. You know, Neptune's at 20 and is trying, 
Mercury and Scorpio, you know, around that eclipse. So the outer planets um, and the, the slower moving planets are all kind of pulled into the new moon and then this eclipse. There's a lot of power from them um, mm. this month, which does often mean, you know, it can be quite a big time. It can be a, a lot a lot of events going on. There's, there's significant events taking place. So, well, so altogether, a very interesting month, wouldn't you say? It is. Yeah, it is. I it's think very- feisty, feisty months, as we've just proven. Because <laughs> um, we're very feisty today. Uh, yeah, no, well, it's because of this Mars-Sun conjunction is so ongoing, isn't it? Um, you know, so it's a feisty month, but it's also a month really that you can actually probably get some stuff going. Um, you can push things. You know, there's traction this month. Yeah. Uh, that's how I would put it. I think there's traction. Uh, it may be, and it's tough things that can get going because it's there's a lot of this fixed sign energy. So it's, you know. Mm-hmm. That that Mars is like pushing this really. I can just feel like this huge ox cart being pushed forward. Yeah, and you've got to push. You've got to kind of, you know, work hard. Actually, this month I think it is. You know, get yeah. things done. Be productive. You know, step yeah. up your game in a way. It's it's not a month for lounging around and doing nothing. That's for sure. So we're going to be busy. <laughs> we're going to be busy. I'm I'm exhausted already. I'm just. <laughs> The Pisces wants to lie down and I just hope other people will come and deal with it. Yeah. Um, whatever it is. Uh, I like my electricians. Um, okay, so. Okay, let's say goodbye. It's next been fun. Month. Have a good month, everybody, and we'll see you next month. Take okay. care. Bye. Bye-bye.